Hey everybody, I'm Joe. I'm with Jeff. We're here for the Weekend Extra. We just kicked off a series, Good Kind of Weird. Excellent start, Jeff. I thought it was a lot of fun actually this weekend to kind of just dive into what that means. Yeah. Um, so obviously if you missed the conversation, you're going to want to check that out. But Jeff, I'm just curious. It's kind of an introductory week, but at the same time, laid out a great foundation of what it means to be a follower of the way. Yep. Um, but we have three more weeks left in this series. Why don't you give us a little bit of a, a peek ahead as to what's to come? Yeah, so I, I, the path we're going to go with the Good Kind of Weird series is kind of pressing down this idea of being people of the way. Uh, people of the way are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Like I think a lot of times when we think about our faith, we think of it for ourselves, and it's really not the way that people of the way thought about it. They thought of their faith as something that they lived for Christ and gave to other people. Uh, we're going to talk about how we're to be defined. This, the second thing we're going to do is talk about how to, we're to be defined by radical love. Mm. So Christians define themselves by radical political beliefs and radical behaviors. Sometimes that's the weird thing. The good kind of weird is that we are to be unusually loving. Mm. And whether that's a, a sacrificial love or that's uh, even a love that confronts somebody with truth, uh, but we are to be... Uh, people who are known for our love and are radical in that. And then the third thing we're going to look at here on uh, on the fourth week of the series is that we're to be known for our radical unity. Mm. And so that's the one thing, like Jesus prayed for his church, that they would be unified. Yeah. And so what that means and how that, how that causes us to live with each other. So that's what we're going to look at. Like these were all things that people the way were known for. Yeah. And they like stuck out and it defined them clearly. And it, it literally radically changed the world because they gave themselves to that. I love that. I think it's so clear as a follower of the way to know what it is you're supposed to be associating yourself with, what yeah. you should be proud of to be yeah. a follower of Jesus. Because as you mentioned in the sermon, uh, there are so many bad examples that are associated with that word. And it, you just get excited when you start to hear these stories and hear what God actually yep. wants for us. Yeah. Um, so uh, I loved how we kind of dove into that idea. What if you're on the fence, and you're kind of thinking about this, and you're thinking, you know what, I want to explore a little bit more about what it means to be a follower of the way. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you would recommend diving into, maybe to read or to engage? What are some things you would think of there? So I would I would take you to the Bible first, sure. and, and I would just say, um, I think the best way to know what a true follower of Christ uh, really is, is to get to know Jesus. So the book of John is the book that I love the most, and, and uh, th for that purpose, I would encourage you to read the book of John. Uh, the way that I encourage people to read the book of John is to read it, read it three times. So if you're going to read a passage, say like 10 verses or something like that, read it the first time just to read it, like break the ice, find out what's there. The second time you read it, read it with the mindset of what is Jesus like? Like what's he saying? What's his personality? What's he communicating through what he's doing? And then the third time you read through that passage, look and say, okay, if that's what Jesus is like, what am I supposed to be like? How do I start translating that into my own life? And so I, I always recommend that. Um, I think there's other great biographies. I think I think people like uh, Mother Teresa. I think people like uh, Dr. Uh, Billy Graham. Uh, I think guys like uh, D.L. Moody, uh, Bill Bright. Like there, there's a, a gazillion I could go on and on and on. But these were people who truly loved Christ and were truly trying to um, 
follow him and serve him. And they didn't have these mixed motives. You know, they're human beings, so there's there's frailing. We're not talking about Jesus now. We're talking about human beings. Um, But to delve in and and see what drove them and motivated them, they, they they did not get corrupted by money. They didn't get sucked into fame and fortune. They're just trying to do what God called them to do. And I, I love stories like that. It motivates me. There's a, uh, a famous uh, missionary in our own network of churches called Gribble, James Gribble. And he was a guy that God used in tremendous ways. Mm-hmm. He has a bi- biography out too. Um, and, and it was a pure motive. It was an impure execution because human beings are human beings but a true desire to just be who God called them to be. So those kind of things are places to start. Maybe look even in your own life, people whose faith is genuine, and talk to them about it, buy them a cup of coffee and see what they think, and and just start digging at it a little bit. That's awesome. Lots of great resources, as you mentioned, places to read. And if this is starting to whet your appetite on what this looks like, or maybe it's reinvigorating your faith, awesome. Jump on board. That's what this series is for. That's what this whole semester is for. And I know as leadership in the church, there's a lot of things being worked on to help us continue to go down this path. So as we kick off this journey this fall, jump on in. Uh, Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. I'm Joe. This has been your Weekend Extra. We'll see you next week.